Hello and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. Um, it's a little glary, but that's okay. Hope you guys can see me. Um, today we're going to be talking to two young gentlemen. Hopefully we won't have any technical difficulties. We're just going to talk about their journey. I know a lot of um, individuals have graduated high school, are graduating college. So these may be different um, avenues that they may be willing to take. So we're going to speak with a few individuals just to see, you know, how different it is, what made them decide to, you know, move out of the country and all of that good stuff. So let's see. Um, once they join, I'll be able to add the first individual. But I hope everyone is having a great Sunday. Um, I hope it was only positive vibes today. Um, no negativity. I know I kind of went in on Friday's um, show, but... On Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, all we do is keep it real. Um, it's nothing to be edited. It's completely live. So you get the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we'll just wait for them to join. Let me see if I could uh, request them. Give me one moment. Let's see here. How y'all doing today? Who's on? Who's joining us? What did y'all have for dinner? What are y'all cooking? Did anybody cook dinner today? Or y'all did like me and took the cheap way out or easy way out, shall I say, and got something that none of us shouldn't have had, which was some fast food. I don't see you yet, D. Are you on? Well, we have Anthony on, so let's see if we can add him first. Let's see. Fingers are crossed. Just say adding. Anthony, what if I can't add you? What am I to do? What's a woman to do? Your network good where you at? Everything's good? It say it's adding, but it hasn't connected yet. So that's still a positive. Hey, Miss Carter. We're just waiting for... Um, Anthony, which is a young gentleman I have coming on to discuss his, you know, different cultures, his life, what took him to those avenues, but we're still trying to add him on. I don't know why my live does this to me. I tried to approve it. They say no. Here we go. Anthony, um, exit from the live and come back in. I've learned that works sometimes. So just get out of the live completely and then um, come back into it and see what happens. Anybody cook dinner today? What y'all got going on while we're waiting for this to happen? I have a taste for it or something. Hey, Tony, what's going on? 
What you cook today? I bought I bought something today. I didn't cook. But it's still early, so them little munchkins probably gonna be hungry again later on. Y'all, what if I can't add? Then what am I supposed to do? My whole discussion was based around their lives. Cadence is joining me today, but she says she's not getting on the camera. Anthony, y'all about to grill. Carlos, y'all always be eating good and grilling good. What y'all throwing on the grill? And y'all probably can't hear me because it's adding him, so we'll see. Bummer. Bummer, bummer, bummer. Crab legs. Ooh, Tony, that sounds good. Miss Natasha said, hey, Cadence. That's um, Neve Mom. You can speak back. They don't see you. Hey. <laughs> you on the ground, bread. All right. Oh, that sound good. I want a little bit of everything. Am I the only one being lazy today and buying fast food? That's not good. Oh. Oh, I think we got <laughs> Yay. Finally. Yes. All right, so I was trying to tell them a little bit, you know, um, that we were just talking to our kind of younger generation, um, you know, talking about your culture and different, I don't know if it was a culture shock when you went to Japan, and just kind of what led you down the path to want to give back and help with the youth, because, you know, a lot of people are graduating now, so maybe your story would help somebody else out or make them decide, okay, I want to travel abroad and try something new. So tell us a little about yourself, Amy. Okay, my name is Anthony Wallace. Uh, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I live here in South Dallas. Um, I went to Dallas Skyline, which is a, a major football school here in Texas. Um, in high school, I was uh, at one point I was number one player in the state of Texas, number six in my position in the country. Uh, had about every offer in the country. I ended up going to the University of Oregon. Um, I left the University of Oregon. I was there for two years, and I finished at North Texas, uh, here in Texas. Uh, it's in Denton, Texas. I played arena for a few years, and then I ended up in Tokyo. Well, um, what's arena? Does that mean you playing, like, inside? Yeah, it's like indoor football. Okay. So what kept you grounded all through high school, you know, and... and like, what kept you stable and not straight away doing, like, other things? So so here, so here in Dallas, we have about 20, 20 high schools in the inner city. And the Skyline is kind of like a, a magnet school. So it has different clusters that are different. Like, it has an aviation program, cosmetology. There's different programs. So the best of the best goes to Skyline for sports, education, and just being able to go to that school and being around those kids, we, we had many athletes, just, many, just about any career path, somebody from Skyline 
did. So just being in that place and just having people that cared about me, they helped a lot. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever find yourself um, wanting to like follow the round crowd or anything, or you always were kind of grounded and stable? I mean, being being from the inner city and just being from my neighborhood, like those things are always there. You know, I have friends. Like one of my friends right now, I just finished writing him. He he's been in prison for ten years. You know, some of my friends are no longer with us. So those are those things were always there, but I always kind of had in my mind that I wanted to do something different and something bigger. And I'm grateful for those guys because even when it was time to do things like that, they'd be like. Like, nah, and, like, you stay here, like, you got a game Friday or, like, you know, you got something to lose. And I think just something to lose just when it's time to make those decisions and make you just kind of think and move differently. And, see, that's a good thing. That's not a lot of things you hear because a lot of people try to persuade, you know, individuals do the wrong thing. So even if you did have friends that decided to take another path, they still cared about your well-being. So that says a lot. And that says a lot about them, even though, Everybody may not be good in football. You know, maybe they're better at doing what they do. So, so that's a good thing. Do you have any siblings or anything? I do. I am the oldest of how many is it of us? It's four. So it's I have. Four, yeah, I have a sister. Four, I have. Wait, no, it, it's a bunch of us. My mom has four, and then my dad has seven total. So it, it's a bunch of us. Sister, and then it's me, then it's my sister. Uh, I'm the second oldest. My, my dad has an older daughter. Then it's, okay. Then it's so me. you got a lot on your shoulders. And then it's my sister Chelsea. Um, <laughs> but you got, you got a lot on your shoulders, and I'm very proud to know that you're you know you well grounded. You know you're doing the right thing. So was it a culture shock when you decided or when you got the offer to go to Japan? How did you handle that? How did your family handle that? You're gonna be so far away from home. Well, yeah, well, my first time being far away from home was Oregon, and that was a culture shock in itself, just being on the other side of the country with nobody there. And uh, what I used to didn't, I didn't like most about being there was, like, after every game, I would see my friends with their family, and I knew my family wasn't able to come because their trip was kind of far. Everybody has work school. So I think being there kind of prepared me for going over there because that's it. That's on the other side of the world. So I kind of had a, a pre-dose of kind of what it was like to be far away. So is, I, um, I was I was prepared for this. When you got, like, how does that work? Coming from high school and then you went to college, but did it was it like someone wanted you to come to Japan? Is that something you reached out for? Like, how does that work for somebody that wants to be in your shoes? How did that happen? So I think for me, my, my situation was kind of unique. So it's been a history of a few people that's been scamming athletes in Japan. They sending them like fake uh, contracts and getting them to send them money. So one of the scammers reached out to me and I kind of was like, okay, what, what is this? So I'm talking back and forth with them and discussing things. They sending things over. And I actually reached out to someone that's uh, in media John Gunning, he's a, he runs the media for sports in Japan, and I kind of asked him, you know, is this real? And he kind of let me know, like, nah, that's that's a scam. 
but he gave me a list of coaches that you know if you are interested i would reach out to these guys so okay yeah so one of one of my favorite um sayings is what man means for bad god means for good so somebody has an ill intent but it created a, a great situation for me so i actually reached out to those coaches that he uh gave me and uh, I've been in contact with my team. I play for the Silver Star, and that's kind of how everything got the ball got rolling on that. Okay, so that goes to like I say, everything happened for a reason, you know. So had you not gotten that scam contract, you would you have ever reached out over there to the coaches? Never. I I, I didn't know anything about football there, and when you talk to people and tell them what I do, they kind of they the same way. Like I didn't even know that football was there, so it was definitely a blessing in disguise. What a blessing in disguise today is that I didn't know people would try to scam you, you know, to come over overseas or in another country. So that's something we can share with our kids who maybe, you know, following your footsteps and playing some type of um, athletic program. So I didn't know people would scam and do that, but I guess people scam all kind of ways. Man, they are getting to it. They, but they, why would they be asking for money? Well, I guess because what, tuition and all that stuff maybe? Well, they said they said that you need money for a visa and um, your, your flight there, which is which is true. But you wouldn't send nobody money up front. You have to get all those documents and do the whole process before you take care of those things. And they they asking for it up front and through like PayPal or something. It, it don't even sound right, but people people love football. People want to keep playing. It's hard to walk away from the game, so. If you're kind of blinded by love of what you want to do, you know, you might fall for something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's kind of scary. So did you mention that you still you still um, play with the team? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I'm home now, so I'm in Dallas now, and I know the season has been pushed back. So we're trying to, with COVID and everything that's going on, we're just trying to figure out. Cause I think it's a ban. I don't know if it's been lifted or not, but no one from the U.S. can enter Japan right now. So everything's kind of yeah. So just being patient. So are you ready to go back though, or are you enjoying the time with your family? Um, both. I'm. It's, I've been home for a minute, so I'm definitely ready to go back. But being over there, I always miss my family. So I just take advantage of both both sides. I'm starting to miss my Japanese family for sure. Okay. Now, do you do anything? Um, with um, if you don't mind me asking, and you don't have to answer it, how old are you? Uh, twenty-seven. 27, do you do anything um, as far as with the youth or giving back or anything while you're in Japan or even over here in the States? Uh, definitely. I think we, uh, while in Japan, and this is how I met Alan too, we um, go down to the military base and kind of spend time with the, they have a football team there, spend time, uh, spend time with the football team there and the coaches and just just fellowshipping and just giving back to what we know. And um, also with the so that's a, a U.S. military base. We also go to some of the um, Japanese universities and high school as well and do the same thing. So just kind of sharing the knowledge, what I've learned. And I didn't know how big football is across the world. Like a lot of people love football, not just here. And they're just curious and want to know and have questions. So just being able to be in the places I've been, play with the players I have, I'm blessed with some knowledge that I'm able to share. So I definitely enjoy sharing that knowledge. 
And see, that was something we were discussing. I don't know if that was the other night. Hopefully you didn't watch that when I was a little rowdy <laughs> on the one on Friday. But that was something I mentioned that a real leader shares knowledge. You know, they don't withhold information. They try to make other people greater as well. So that's a good trait to have, Anthony. I want you to keep up the good work. And hopefully your knowledge, your skills, your traits, your characteristics will rub off on other young adults as yourself. So kudos to you kudos to your mom and dad sisters and brothers you know for helping you through this journey because i know it had to be hard to like go to the airport and head out to japan and like you said even oregon mm -hmm. yeah i definitely think nothing in life that's worth it is easy so it's just something i just embarked you know life and it's never been easy and i've done some big things in my life and that each one was its own challenge so uh, i look at it as a, a challenge as a blessing it's something good coming on the other side, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share um, with us, Anne? I don't want to hold you too long. I know this Sunday, but I wanted our younger generation, hopefully the parents on this page, will let their kids watch and say, hey, you do have an outlet. You don't even have to say in the States. You know, so I just wanted them to see it from one of our brothers, you know, just keeping it real to let them know there's something else greater out there. So is there anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, definitely. I think I think the key for us is just giving. Oh. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of background see really quick because i didn't want to cut you off that way but it was a lot a lot of noise i don't know what happened just now um but um let's see if we can add the thank you again anthony that was great again i didn't want to keep him too long but i did want you know to give opportunity to let people know there's things greater you know and our kids he was a young man. We all were children at a time, high schoolers. You don't have to follow the, the wrong crowd. And if you have friends that decide to do other things, if they're your friend friends, your best friends, people that care about you, they're not going to entice you to do those wrong things. So our younger generation need to learn that. Yeah, you may hang with him over here that decides to do things another way, but he's not going to drag you into it. Maybe he comes to your house and hang out with you, but doesn't be disrespectful or anything. But what he doing outside work, he don't bring it to you. He, he, you know, motivates you to do the right thing. So every, everybody doesn't come from the same cloth are not cut from the same cloth. And who are we to judge at the end of the day? So let's see if we can add, um, D on, um, to get his perspective on things. Let's see. D, you might have to send me a um, request if you're still watching, because it said I already invited you. So if you can send a request um, to come on, we'll be happy to hear from you um, as well to get your perspective on things as another young man. Even if it's someone watching now that wants to tell their story or, you know, share with us. And, and again, with Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, the talking is what we learn from sometimes. You know, we learn from other people's stories. So it's okay to share. If you got anything you want to share today, 
let us know um d you may have to go out and come back on if you are watching because i don't even see i don't see you at all to where i can add you and it said i already um sent you an invite so it won't let me do it again so maybe leave the live and come back on um like aunt did and it should allow me to do it from there um but um again i'ma just reiterate oh by the way these are um porky dior paparazzi earrings that i'm wearing very heavy i not heavy to wear it but you know like feels good love them definitely would be getting more i got an order from v i didn't forget about that uh let's see i'm gonna try to see no it's still saying invited d where are you ox I guess if we can't get him on. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hope all is well with you. If we can't get D on in the next, what, two to three minutes, um, I'll probably let you guys get back to your Sunday unless there's someone out there that want to share their story. Um, add Get added onto the live. Give a little knowledge, feedback, or what have you that's good Chris that is great I think I might go um to Tony house and have some crab legs with her though <laughs> hey Mari I didn't know you was watching you should have been over here telling you know saying how you feel to be a graduate you know a lot of people doubt our little brothers thinking they ain't gonna make it but we had a lot of graduates um this year and I'm very proud of them all oh D you say you buying it huh so you're not cooking Carlos having drunk chicken, pork chops, chicken and ribs. Did I say that right? So what you add beer or something to it before you cook it? And it's called drunk chicken. I never heard of that. Oh, speaking of chicken. Um Sunday the 14th if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. However, it's next Sunday, we would be we will be cooking an Asian dish. I think it's maybe called uh, Thai dish if I'm not wrong Alan correct me if I'm wrong but we're going to be cooking something totally different next Sunday I'm super excited I think we're doing like some shrimp rolls and some curry chicken or something with some rice y'all I will put the ingredients out there um, tonight or tomorrow so y'all can go to the Asian store in Columbia and, and get your ingredients I am excited to learn about different things I didn't know how to cook the salmon that may not be different for y'all, but it was different for me to cook it. I always get it when I go to dinner, but to cook the salmon um, and stuff, superb. Even with the shrimp and rice, I can't even remember what we called it, uh, sauteed shrimp and um, rice. Is it Thai curry? Am I saying that right? I'm so excited for that. I am ready to cook that up. And the ingredients, it doesn't seem like it's too much, you know, or anything to, to find or whatever. So I'm going to go get that this week. And I'll make sure I share that with you maybe while I'm in the store, you know, purchasing the items so you guys know what to get. Um, but I am very excited about that. And I am thankful for Alan Williams. I must put that out there, Alan. I done pondered and pondered on what can I say, what can I do, but... It, it takes a real person to help you strive to be greater. You see what I'm saying? It takes someone who's not selfish at all, you know, who wants to see people succeed. And, and, and that's huge, Alan. So I appreciate everything you've done for me thus far. I really do. Um, God will continue to bless you. 
Um, so I thank you for that. But um, Alan Wife will be on next Sunday, and, and I'm ready to cook. I'm ready to try it. I'm not going to say it's going to turn out good because I'm not a cooker, but um, I'm definitely going to try. So let's try one more time to see if we can get D. I don't think we can because I don't see where I can add him. I don't know what happened, um, but he was going to talk to us a little about culture, you know, and the difference. And we'd be amazed at how things over are in Japan. But since I can't add him, I do want to say one thing when I was speaking with him um, prior to this. He mentioned respect. He said um, over there, um, the respect is so different. And it made me wonder, is that where we're messing up at it, at home in our own country? Are we allowing our kids not to give respect anymore? So I think it does start from there. That plays a major part. So I wanted him to touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, just about respect and how other countries do it. And then I did mention to you guys before that um, one of the physicians said, you know, some of us may need to go to another country because we may turn out a little different or see things differently. So I'm starting to think in other countries, the respect level is way more higher than it is in the U.S. So we got to get a hold on that. Um, okay, Alan said he's going to see if he can get hold to, um, to D. Other than that, while we're waiting on Alan to see if he can contact him, anybody else want to share anything? Anybody got else anything else to say? Any exciting news? Nothing they want to share with us today? Y'all know I'll talk y'all ear off. I will talk your ear off, but I'm going to try not to. Shout out to Sophia, lawyer of the year. Sophia, you should come on and give us some, you know, some few pointers about things. I would love to have you on if you'll take that offer. Um, I think it plays a huge part in stealing and it takes actual parenting. Many don't want to do it. I pray for youth. And I'm telling you, that's the truth. And some of us, um, and I always say us because I'm not trying to put nobody in a category, but some of us want to do it and don't know how. You know, if we weren't taught that when we were little or coming up, how are you going to do it for someone else? And some people are not going to ask for help. Oh, let's see if we can do it. So Tasha, I hey. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I thought we weren't going to get you for a little bit. Like I did with Ann, I'm not going to hold you too long, but I just kind of mm -hmm. wanted you to share because when we were speaking before, you know, with the, the culture difference in Japan, um, mm -hmm. I was telling them how you were saying the respect level is so different over there compared to the U.S., yeah. Um, so, be yeah, before you get into that, maybe if you just want to tell a little about yourself and, and then we can go in into the culture. Well, um, my name is Damian Paris, played with um, Nozima Rise in the S League this past fall, last past fall. Uh, graduated from the University of Houston. Um, Football-wise, played in Toronto, played YCF football, played with the Jacksonville Sharks. And my last stop was last year in um, Japan. That was my last time playing. So kind of hanging okay. up. Okay. Mm. So you, you hung it up. You hung up the towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm so, good. 
Okay. Well, it sounds like you did a lot, you know, already. So I just wanted to speak to you about real quick about the culture in Japan. Like, mm -hmm. how is it so different from over here in the U.S.? Oh, man. It, it, to explain it, it's, it's weird. It's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. It's just, it's just structure. Uh, that's one thing I can say. Everything is structure. If the train says it's going to be there at 5 o'clock, the train is going to be there at 5 o'clock. If it's a delay, they will let you know ahead of time before anything. Like it's just everything is structured. You go on the wow. train, everybody lines up for the train. You line up for everything. You go to Starbucks, you line up for Starbucks. It's like everything is just structure, 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 structure. So when you, it sounds like, I, I hate to say this, it sounds like they got more manners than we got. <laughs> uh, not really, because like over no. there, you got the, nah, because manners is, they do got manners, like the elders, if you're younger, you respect your elders. It's like a chain of command. So like if you're a manager, like you're a worker, you don't really speak to a supervisor. The manager, you speak to a manager, and the manager it just goes up the chain. It's just like over here, if you're at work. But that's how they do in their country. Period. So it's just a lot of stuff to get to, used to. Um, our way of thinking, their way of thinking is obviously a little bit different. So right. that's like the biggest thing. But most of you mostly meet people already that's Americanized than over here. So that's been over here and went to school here and just moved back over there to finish our college and stuff. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of people over there. When you say Americanized, what does that really mean? Uh, Americanized, okay. Americanized, like I said, you went to school out here, with the high school, mm -hmm. went to middle school, well, not middle school, elementary, middle school, all the way up to high school. Then mm -hmm. your parents said they had a business or was just working over here, decided to move back. So you've been here for all our, all throughout high school and everything. You moved back over there to go to college. So you're going over there thinking, like already they're gonna think you as a foreigner because you didn't really, I'm not saying graduate from school Which and one? stuff. So they really oh, so you this. mean like, so if the Japanese were to come over here, their parents move over here, had a kid, and mm -hmm. then they go back, they're gonna consider them foreigners, even though. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Up, yeah. Oh, that's it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's very interesting. You learn a lot, though. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it over there. It's safe. It's quiet. You ain't got to be bothered. Like, they will speak to you before you speak to them. You might be scared to speak to them, but they speak to you before anything. Especially me. I'm, I'm six, seven, big dude. So the first thing they see, they just decided they just want to see you. They just want to wave, especially <laughs> little kids. they never seen nobody big like that before, especially with dredge walking around on the Japanese neighborhood. So they see it, they point, they laugh, but they just want to take pictures with you. They just want to talk to you. They just oh, want to keep know. asking you how tall you are. So, you know, so you get, at first it was kind of weird because like they're staring at you. But you now on the sudden, as I know, so I kind of realized it's like, I now know how it seems to feel like I'm somewhere else. So now somebody's looking right. at me different. So you know, so I kind of, kind of understand now. Like, okay, he's American. So how do Americans really act? So they really kind of critique you a lot because you got to really earn their respect. That's one thing about that. If you earn their respect, you, you, then you don't have to worry about anything. Anything. Man. Oh, wow. So it, was, it was cool, man. I like it over there. Like You can literally get up at 2.30 in the morning and just go walk down the street to 7-Eleven. Nobody will bother you. You didn't have to worry about nothing. You don't got to look over your shoulder. You just walk there, walk back. That's it. <laughs> Nobody will bother wow. you. Nothing like that. Yeah, it's, 
it's fun. It's it's a good place to live. If you ever get a chance it's to a go good visit. Place. Yeah. Would you would you say because um again the reason I wanted to have you guys on is maybe you'll be motivation for you know the kids that's graduating and stuff. Would you say if you, if you were just graduating high school, would you do it all over again? You'll go back to Japan. You'll go to college over there. All that good stuff. Well, yeah, it's kind of different over there. Like if I would have went to college over there, it would been it would been hard. Trust me, it would been hard trying to learn that language. It would been hard. You got kids yeah. like. We have like a like one of my friends. He played out there. He played for um Panasonic. His name Vic. He's he's half Japanese, half black. So you know what I'm saying. So he already know the language. So mm. he so he just went back over there to play. Like he went to school over there and everything. Just moved back over there to play. So you got a lot of players so out how, there too. How did you get around not knowing the language? Like how did how did that work for you when you first arrived? All right when. First, I went there for a workout in May, around this time last year. So we went there for a workout. Um, I had a teammate, Lee. He played out there for, this is probably going to be his fourth year out there now. So he's been out there for a while. So he, you know what I'm saying, he told us the do's and don'ts. You know okay. Sometimes it's hard because you know you can do it in America, but you can't do it over there. Like the cutting stuff, they don't do that. Like one thing I had to get off. What you mean the cutting? The cutting like, what? What you mean? If you're in line, you have to be in line. Like you know how some Americans come up like oh. if you had a gas station, like, hey bro, I got a dollar. Yeah, it's just a dollar. I know it's gonna be a dollar. It's just gonna be a dollar. Over there you can't do that. Oh, and wow. plus like tipping, especially I had to get that was the hardest thing to stop. Cause over there that's considered disrespect. So like when you tip at a Wait restaurant. Wait a minute. So if I'm in a restaurant <laughs> eating my dinner, the waitress yeah. was nice, kept refilling my drink. I can't leave a tip. <clears throat> can't leave a tip. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was kind of shocking at first. I used to always like, oh, you can keep the change. And then one lady, she laid a chase after me out the store just to give me the change. It was. Oh goodness. Yeah. But it's cool. It's it's different over. It's a lot. It's really Americanized over. If you really think about it, it's like New York, but just. Japanese way. It's a new. It's just like New okay. York. You can't beat it. Everything's just like New York over there. Do you see yourself going back? Uh, I'll go back to visit, but playing. Nah, I'm, but I'm not down. Yeah. Okay. But to go back to visit. Yeah, and I. I would. I'm not gonna lie. If I had a chance, I probably would move back over there because you don't have to worry about okay. nothing over there. It's you commute everywhere. There's no drama. No, you don't. I had siren park like twice. And that was an ambulance. That's that it. it. That's it. It's safe. Nobody. Yeah, I have, like it's, it's fun over there. It really is. So they it's had fun. like the regular stuff. We got the Chick Fil A, the McDonald's, the nah, all that they good don't stuff. Got they got McDonald's. <laughs> they got Burger King. Um, what else? It's certain spots they have like Japanese spots too. That's real good. Like Seven Eleven. You don't eat from a Seven Eleven over here or anywhere. They get, like they Seven Eleven is not a gas station. It's like a really just a little convenience store. There's like oh, a, okay. a Walgreens or a CVS. They're on every corner. That's how it is over there. So, oh wow! Okay. So you can go in there and buy in this Seven Eleven. You can go in there and buy damn near diapers all the way down to magazines, alcohol, food, clothes. It, it's it's Close. ridiculous. Yeah. Like food, clothes. It's, it's just ridiculous how much stuff people buy inside Seven Eleven. They got Seven Eleven. They got a Lawson. It's just it's so many stores out there, so many, and they all close. Oh, wow. Most of them are open twenty four seven, never close. 
Well, that's interesting to know. So hopefully this will help someone who decides, okay, I want to, I want to travel abroad. I want to go to a whole nother country. They heard it from two individuals. Y'all still here. Y'all love it. Gave good feedback. So hopefully this will motivate someone's child to try something new and don't be nervous about traveling so far from home. Oh. Is there anything that you would want to say? Um, yeah, Alan say, uh, tell them about the vending machines. Oh, the vending machines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's what's up with the vending machines? Oh, the vending machines over there. <laughs> it's like it's they it's crazy. Like you can get hot coffee out the vending machine. It's already in a little can and it's already warm, so you just pay for it. They have okay. everything: coffee. Like you, I'm just saying, coffee, drinks, is candy, ice cream, sandwiches. Is <laughs> Everything so basically everything is in one vending machine. Yeah, but they just mm -hmm. um somebody asked about racism over there. Is that something you ever nah. had to deal with? Nah. Well, you got well, it's racism everywhere. Especially over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They look at you different. Like you got your older Jam you got your older Japanese culture. Like strict. Like you'll see them. Like when you walk in, you'll notice them because they look at you crazy because they never seen you before. But all of a sudden, nah, like when, sometimes when I'm walking and, you know, if you notice certain little things that get you around, like Ohio and stuff, and like saying Ohio in the morning, like they love mm -hmm. it. They, they'll wave back at you, but it's, it's no really racist over there. It's so many different cultures. You got Caribbeans, okay. you got some Brazilians, you got Mexicans, you have people that just, like, I'm just going to leave America and move over there and just move over there. So it's and, like, and it's, yeah, and it's just so much. It's just it's a boiling pot over there. Like my barber was from New York, <laughs> so wow. it's just, yeah, yeah it's a lot of Caribbean people over there. It's it's so many cultures over there. It's hard to say. It's so many. It's just a big old melting pot. There's no really racism nothing like that. You just have your strict Japanese culture. Then you got your ones that's in between. I could do my Japanese culture, but I still like to do a little bit of American. Right. Then you got your ones that just strictly. I know I'm from Japan, but I love the American culture. So it's a good, it's a good thing over there. I like it over there. Well, that's good. I think that might have answered Tasha your question. I'm not sure. She said, "How accepting are um, they to black people in a day to day living as coworkers, church members, neighbors?" So basically, you're saying they're very accepting. Like it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't really bother you. Like our landlord, he would just come out and talk to us. He, they mm -hmm. always check on us, uh, is everything okay, everything fine? Yeah, everything's fine. It's, it's, it's no problems over there. It's no problems at all. No problems. Well, that's good. Um, Alan mentioned, um, I'm assuming he's saying like panties and boxers and bras and yeah. all that stuff in vending machines? Yes, they got all of that. Every single thing. So Even listen, like in people, subway. when you go to Japan, you do not need a, have people say a spinner night bag. You can go to the vending machine nah, it's not really. and get everything you need. <laughs> That's another thing, like Japan, it's crazy because when you go to Japan, you think you're not going to hear the same thing we listen to, but they listen to every single thing we listen to out here. Like music this, and stuff. Music. Okay, this was like this. The funniest thing I've ever seen. This was my first time out going out. We went, we was in Shibuya. We went to a club called One Note. So, you know that popular song is coming on, uh, City Girls. Okay, yeah, the city like, girls. City girl <laughs> so just imagine four Japanese girls don't know a split of English singing city girls words for word. Like, I kid you not. <laughs> like, they was doing that. Everything we listen to, like, Future, Migos, 
Like every single song they listen to, they listen to over there. They listen to a lot of reggae. Wow. A lot of they listen to everything over there. So it's like it's. it's I would have really never funny. imagined. I would have no, never so imagined. It, it shocked me too. Like you got Japanese dudes, dreads. That's that killed me the most. But you got them with dreads. You got the Japanese. Ja- wait a minute. Dude. You said you got them with dreads. The yeah, Japanese Jap- people. <laughs> dudes be wearing That's dreads. You got the girls that wearing the big earrings, dressing just like how they dress out here. They do the same thing over there. It's, wow. It's um, Alan mentioned the Love Hotel, so I see that on TV. So that's real. Yeah, yeah, that's real over there. It is. So, what is the love hotel? You like you, because over there, like when you party at night, it's the last train comes like around twelve, twelve thirty. So, you just stay out. The clubs don't get open. The clubs don't close till five o'clock in the morning. So you're out all night. So sometimes people just go rent a love hotel. They call it love hotel. It sounds bad, but it's not really nothing like that. It's just called. It's a very hotel. You rent it for like an hour or two or something. Yeah, like an hour or two, a couple of hours. You go lay down, wake up, and just go on by yourself. There's a lot of crazy things over there. You got bathhouses. I'll never use that, but they what's got that? Over. What's a bathhouse? It's just like a big old. It's like a small little building, and you go in there and take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff over there. It's it's different. It's different. It will trick you up. It's just like you won't know, but you you just find out a lot of stuff over there. So what's a reason somebody would use a bathhouse? Well, for another instance, you party all night. Like oh, you gotta party go to work. all night. You gotta go to work. And that's one thing that trips me out. They will party from they'll get off work, especially on a Friday, they will get off work like a five and do happy hour, then party all night that Friday, then go home, sleep, because they're off on the weekends, and just party the whole weekend, the whole weekend. Some wow. People, yeah, it's crazy. Like Some people come from outside. So a typical, the a typical yeah. night in Japan, I can go, I can get off work, I can go party hard, hit the vending machine up, get my panties mm-hmm. and bras, hit up the love hotel, the bathhouse, then go to the love hotel to get a couple hours of sleep. Go <laughs> you got it made head. and don't have to go home. <laughs> and don't have to go home. When the first train comes wow. up five. So. Yeah, like, when the club lights, I remember one time we coming out, the sun was already up. That's another thing that treats you out a lot, too, the sun. Like, because 4 o'clock in the morning, the sun's already rising. So by, no, sorry, by 3.30, the sun's already rising. So by 5 o'clock, it's sunny. It's bright. That trace you out a lot. Wow. It, it's real bright. So when you go into the train, you come out the club and you go into the train, it's like, it's bright already. And you see people already. So maybe they get up early over there because of that. Gee whiz. But that's another problem, though. When you get on them first trains, the morning trains or the late night trains, they be packed. When I mean they be packed, they be pushing – the train be so packed, people be trying to force each other into the train. And that's, like, one thing I hated over there because you get on the train and everybody, like, they would turn it back to the train and try to walk in backwards. And they would try to literally force themselves into the train. It's like nowhere you can go, they would try to force themselves into the train. Wow. Yeah. Who is over shooting? Them. I'm sorry, but... But, um... <laughs> I just keep hearing, I don't know, maybe they playing with a gun or something. But, anywho... Mm-hmm. Maybe I should go check it out. Maybe I shouldn't. 
But Damien, um, anything else you want to share? I really appreciate this. You know, just the knowledge mm -hmm. and because I know a lot of people want to know different things and didn't have a way to, you know, ask questions or figure it out. How did that time difference? Because right now, what is it about three something over here in the afternoon? So it's four something in the morning over there. Mm -hmm. So how'd you handle that? Well, it, when I first got there, it was kind of tough because like, you know, when you go on a vacation, it's usually not vacation. Like, you go out of town, you for like two or three days. But when we went over there, we had to go for a week because we had to get adjusted to the time. So, I'm sorry. It was hard because when we landed, when we first took off out of Atlanta, we we're flying. The sun lady went down for two hours and the sun lady came right back up. It was crazy. I never seen oh, that wow. like that. So we flew like lady all the way over Alaska and came down through the Pacific. So it was it was a long flight. It was sixteen, like good not sixteen, thirteen hour flight. Thirteen hour flight. So when you land it's already I would have to say you put Tylenol PM and sleep the whole time on that flight. Oh, you, oh it's not gonna work. Trust me. You try you're gonna sleep for like good eight hours, wake up, then you don't watch T V for the rest. And sometimes some people just stay up the whole time. I don't know how they do it, but Oh gosh. Yeah, it's it's a long flight. It's a long flight, and plus, mm -hmm. when you land, it's already afternoon there. Plus, they're a day ahead of us, so it's it's Monday morning over there already. So, yeah, you just had to get adjusted to the time. It's not that bad, yeah. and it's really good. I like when I got there; it was cool, it was fun. The only thing I didn't like when I first got there was a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking. You walk everywhere, yeah. and everywhere it is stairs, like. It's so many stairs. So I mean, is that so why a lot food. of people so fit over there? Well, there's small culture, like, especially for, okay. it's a really a small culture because, like, when we had camp, we went to a, a traditional Japanese hotel. So, like, their hotels was old school, so they had, like, padded floors, so you sleep on the floor with a, with a comfort set and stuff. That's how it was. You eat on the mm. floor. Like, in certain places in Japan, you got to take your shoes off. In certain restaurants, that make you take your shoes off at the front. Oh, wow. So, it's like, I had to get used to certain stuff like that. So, it was kind of good. It was cool because I never really eat chopsticks like that, use chopsticks like that. And you got everything they do to eat with rice. Like, breakfast was rice, lunch, rice, dinner, rice, snack, oh, wow. rice. Like, everything was a rice. But Rice? It yeah, it's just rice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just rice. I love rice, though. I'll yeah. probably be able to maintain it over there. But, Damien, I do appreciate this 100%. Again, just to give some people no, the outlet to know these things. <laughs> huh? What? What are you saying? Um, he said, tell her about the what bathroom. What about bathroom? Nah, I'm not going to tell her about the bathroom. Oh, man. All right. In Japan, the bathrooms are more. Okay. The bathroom's in the ground. Certain places, they had a bathroom in the ground. But certain bathrooms, don't get me wrong, their technology is crazy because the bathrooms there are ridiculous. Like they got they use they can clean yourself, it blows it's crazy. It's wild over there. The bathrooms is wild. But then you got, that blow the water up. <laughs> yeah, they got those in that's in the city and just like in the city. But when you go towards like the outskirts, like when we had to go to practice, when you come to one of them train stations, the bathrooms the, the toilets on the floor. I'm confused. The toilet's on the floor, like literally on the floor, like it's a hole that covers over, and then it comes straight across, and that's the toilet on the floor. So you gotta mm. sit down on the floor to use the bathroom? Yeah, like you just stoop down. You don't sit down. You stoop down on the floor. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't do it, but 
Yeah, I didn't do it. It's just it's crazy. Why though? Is that kind of their lower income places? That's like if I'm saying that right. Economic places, I don't know. Nah, or is that just, just how it is? It's just I think that's how it is because the train. It's an older train station too, so I kind of figured that. So, but it, I seen a lot of them in the city too. Oh wow, that's interesting to know. That's yeah, very interesting like, to know. And they have like people that clean like they're in there twenty four seven. It's so crazy how they clean over there. It's, they have people that clean twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. There's no you don't see well, any homeless people or anything like that over there. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I must say this there. motivated me to want to visit there. You know, I would love to go there, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to visit and and see the culture and everything and feel yeah, the culture. It's fun. it's fun over there. Trust me. You're gonna have a good time if you go over there. You're gonna have a good time. With stuff like stuff clear up, you'll have a good time when you go over there. Yeah, I might have to put that on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Damien, I'm going to let you go for your Sunday, you know, and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I thank everyone for tuning in. Damien, Anthony, I appreciate you both so much. Um, again, just to let our younger generation know there is other things out there. You don't have to stay in the States to be successful. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. You rock, Anthony rock, and y'all have a wonderful day, okay? I appreciate it, too. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. And you guys, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you all. Make sure you let your kids know it's other ways to get out there. You know, if y'all don't know how to get out there, is a great guy i'm pretty sure he'll lead you in the right direction if your kids want to do something different something positive don't hold them back don't be the parent that says you're not going that far or i don't want my kid to go to um school over there whatever let them explore let them become greater give them the opportunity if that's something they want to do Please allow your kids to move forward if that's what they want to do. Don't try to keep them home. Don't try to keep them in the U.S. if they want to travel abroad. Give it to them. Let them do it. Um, Wednesday, um, and I always say suppose because you never know what may come, but we are supposed to have someone on to really talk about living abroad because I know this is something that a lot of us feel we can't do or shouldn't do or don't know how to do. So Wednesday, we're supposed to have someone on that can speak to us about that. Um, so hopefully that'll happen. The flyer will be coming soon. Is it Wednesday or maybe it's the 17th? Maybe I'm going a little ahead of myself. It might be the 17th, but watch out for that flyer. Um, and if no one else has anything to say, to share, y'all have a great Sunday, a great week. Be positive and peace and love.